0: Welcome back for the third part of our our lecture on the topic of darshan. It is a the topic of uh, deity worship. Of course, darshan is a particular aspect of deity worship that I'm focusing up on, because I am not the uh, the most expert at deity worship, but yet. That is to say, as a puja, but on the other hand, deity worship is and has been a, uh, a major part of my life, considering that, uh, yeah, for the last uh, 43 years, deities are uh, part of my life, and possibly even earlier uh, in India, uh, when I already... Uh, saw some of the deities in temples. And um, my main worship for deities, as I mentioned earlier, has been uh, singing for the deities, because that is the one thing that uh, I I like to do. Um, um, at the same time, though, I've also uh, been worshipping uh, um, Giriraj, uh, and now for, uh, for I would think, uh, over a decade, and uh, so Giriraj is, uh, is, is a mystic personality in, uh, in Srimad Bhagavatam, um, uh, Giriraj Govardhan is described as Haridasarvaraya. He is the best of the servants of the Lord. So, uh, at the same time, though, uh, he is also the Lord. Now, a lot of people have given talks about that and expressed how puzzling this was. But um, to me, that's not so puzzling, because... I'm thinking that uh, there are many manifestations of Krishna, and Krishna, because Krishna expands himself uh, Advaitam, machuttam anadim anantarupam, he takes unlimited forms, but he has only one original form, which is Govindam Adipurisham, the original supreme form of uh, of Govinda. Then, Krishna expands himself, and in his first expansion, he takes the form of Balaram. And the difference between Krishna and Balaram is only one difference, that Krishna is Savior Bhagavan, the one who accepts, accepts service, and that Balaram is the Lord in the mood of a servant. We find uh, that further expansions, Balaram is, of course, also Nityananda, uh, Advaita Acharya. He also says, Ami Chaitanya Dasir Muni, I am the servant of, uh, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, ekle or There is one Supreme Lord, and all others, uh, are are dependent on him and dancing according to his will. So all the expansions of the Lord are also serving the Supreme Lord, Sri Krishna. So Krishna is known as avatari, and all the other forms are avatars. So avatari is the source of all the avatars. So Govardhan is Krishna. Uh, But he appears in the mood of a hill, and in that hill he is serving Krishna. He is uh, uh, providing so many wonderful, comfortable things for Krishna. He is providing very nice green grasses for the cows, and his name is Govardhan, the one who increases the the cows. Uh, There are many pleasant caves, which are meeting places uh, for Krishna, either with the gopis or with the cowherd friends, the gopas. Um, There are many colored minerals, which are used by the cowherd boys to decorate the bodies. There are beautiful jeweled slabs, which are like um, seating places. There are cascading Waterfalls and many herbs and 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 beautiful flowers. In this way, uh, Govardhan really provides all the needs uh, that uh, are there for the pastimes of Krishna. Uh, varya. So, in this way, Govardhan is the is the best of all servants, and particularly uh, facilitating Krishna's pastimes govardhan is krishna but in the spiritual world govardhan also exists eternally uh, in the garga samhita we find a description how govardhan is uh, present as a hill much larger than the hill that we know in this earth, earthly realm in boma vrindavan um, in golok vrindavan govardhan is much bigger Yamuna is also there. And it is there is a passage where Krishna uh, decided after the after the demigods requested him to appear on earth, um, he decided he would go. And but Radha, and asked Radharani to come, and Radharani wasn't ready to go because she couldn't bear the separation from Govardhan and the Yamuna. And then Krishna agreed that Govardhan and Yamuna would also go to the material world. So a replica came into the material world, which is non-different from the original Govardhan, and is Krishna. Now, in the uh, Antyalila, chapter uh, 6, Chaitanya Charitamrita, there's a description of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and how he was gifted a stone from Govardhan Hill, along with a... Gunjamala, which are small uh, berries, that uh, little beets that have become hard when they're dry, like wood. And these uh, uh, necklaces are made of this. They're often red and black, but sometimes also brown or dark brown or light brown. And so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was given a Govardhan Shila, a stone from Govardhan, and along with such a Gunja Mala. The Gunja Mala is representing Śrī Mata Radharani, we read in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. So, in this way, there was Radha and Krishna in the combination of these two. So, Govardhan is always worshipped in combination with the Gunja Mala. Um, then, later, there are some instructions that After three years, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave the Govardhan Shila to Raghunath Das Goswami, who then continued to worship. And Lord Chaitanya said that he should bathe the Giriyaj every day with water, offer eight Tulasi leaves. And then after that, that, Sarup Damodar Goswami, the private secretary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, arranged uh, for some daily sweet also to be offered. So that sets a standard for the worship. Now, this is the worship of the renunciants. Particularly, Govardhan was the deity of those in the renounced order of life, because it's very simple, but very direct and very uh, personal, and not so much uh, about uh, strict rules and regulations and worshipping with 16 upacharas, offering so many different things, right? It was rather very, very simple. Now, of course, Raghunath does, well, let's first go to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he would simply hold Giriraj in his hand and hold it close, hold him close to his heart and then look at him and then cry tears. And in this way, he was baiting Govardhan with his tears and that was his worship. Then Raghunath does, he was worshipping by bathing with water, offering the eight tulasi manjaris, each with two leaves, and a sweet, and that was it. Um, Raghunathas was in the renounced order, so his style of worship was also suitable for the renounced order. Uh, The renounced order lives very simple, and the essence is the chanting of the holy name. Raghunadas was daily chanting two lakhs of holy names, which is the same as 128 rounds, and he was offering thousands of obeisances. So that meant he was offering obeisances the whole day. Thousands of obeisances is uh, significant. So Raghunadas then was certainly uh, uh, quite busy with that sadhana. Right? and very elaborate uh, deity worship was not really uh, suitable in the Grihasta ashram the worship is more, more opulent Right there we can have a big major altar and we can very elaborately uh, worship the deities or worship the shilas and um, and uh, whereas in the, uh, in, the Brahmin, in the in the sannyas ashram the focus is particularly on the Bhagavad mark, there are two divisions two divisions of in devotional service there are nine processes sravanam kirtanam smaranam the first three uh, hearing chanting remembering. This is known as the Bhagavad Mark, directly uh, glorifying the Supreme Lord. And then we have the Pancharatra uh, part of the nine processes of devotional service. And they are Archanam, deity worship, or they're Parastavanam, they're serving the lotus feet, then Archanam, then Vandanam, then Dasyam, Sakyam Atmanivedanam. So first... Uh, serving the lotus feet of the Lord worshipping the deity offering prayers to the deity um, living in that mood of being the servant of the Lord uh, having a relationship of friendship with the Lord and seeing the Lord as our best friend and we also being friendly disposed towards the Lord and then uh, surrendering Um, The self, mind, um, uh, yes, fully surrendering the self. Um, And that means, of course, mind-body words. Um, So, yes, uh, and that is the Pancharatra aspect. Pancharatra is a branch of of Vedic knowledge which deals with the, More with ritual, yes. So there's the uh, Narada Pancharatra, which is the Pancharatra, the the Vedic rituals that particularly deal with bhakti. Um, So the Narada Pancharatra. And our nectar of devotion is based on, on the Pancharatra principles, on how to actually practice devotional service. Like I like to call the Nectar of Devotion uh, a handbook of Krishna consciousness. Uh, this handbook of Krishna consciousness is, uh, is very important and especially the first 19 chapters give us a lot of uh, detail of how we actually cultivate our bhakti. Then the remaining chapters are speaking about deeply realized bhakti ecstatic symptoms bhava uh, you know praying love of god um, that's all uh, very advanced and uh, so i will not enter so much into that discussion Um, i want to focus on uh, advancing and on sadhana bhakti that means the cultivation of uh, of love for krishna Mm. Yeah, so uh, the relationship with uh, so Giriraj has been with me and uh, from Chaitanya Charitamrita we can see that Lord Chaitanya worshipped him as the Supreme Lord and so I'm also worshipping him as Krishna, as the Supreme Lord Um, Krishna is very kind for somehow or other living with me it's a little bit awkward sometimes in, in, uh, uh, in my own living space, you know, like, because here I am with a material body, uh, which is not always clean. Uh, it's not like uh, the altar in the temple, where uh, we only go after bathing and after having clean cloth. Uh, it's then we are only uh, on the altar. Uh, my room is not exactly an altar. It's just I live there. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, like here, having to live with an animal. You know, like here, that's me. What to do? Uh, yeah. So I apologize for that, but still I cannot give him up. I will uh, continue to. Uh, to worship him, and I pray that he will uh, stay with me. Um, At the same time, though, I have the responsibility to chant, and I find it not always easy to uh, worship Giriraj fully in the morning, because uh, I am often busy, and and I feel that... uh, I should focus on my rounds in the morning and not just do a lot of deity worship and then just chant second-class rounds in during the day uh, because that is the risk when we chant in the day. The morning is a much better time to chant right? because it is the time when uh, things are peaceful and quiet and one can concentrate. So uh, I like to first chant my... 16 rounds, if possible, under normal circumstances, and then start the worship. Um, as of late, I've been busy with a lot of uh, um, a lot of service in America, uh, and it's all by telecommunication these days. And as a result, uh, I do not have so much time, and uh, Then I chant in the morning, and I, uh, and we decorate the altar during the day, and then in the evening, uh, when I have more time, I do uh, the rest of the puja. Um, I do the bathing, and I do the arti and I do the offering. Uh, And in this way, I sort of do it a little bit in two parts. Um, um, Yeah, because... It's not so much about strictly following temple standards in in home worship. It's more somehow or other, fitted in one's life uh, because yeah, I'm I'm also uh, a busy man, you know now I'm not flying so much, but now I'm zooming too much uh? And uh, you know, this is my second uh, live stream today and uh yeah was not so there was a little bit of a break in between but i needed a break in between because how long can you do this kind of stuff anyway the point is is that uh, so a simple way of deity worship and the times are adjusted to somewhat later in the day because it's more practical Maybe at another time in my life I will again start worshipping Giuraj in the morning, but at the moment uh, I'm kind of happy with this arrangement. Uh, because in the evening, in the early evening I have more time. So that would that works better. Yes, uh worshipping. Um in other words, we should not uh create a huge burden for ourselves. Uh, um, in the deity worship, and by by uh, imitating the temple standard, but on the other hand, uh, we we need to care for the deity also. Uh, so we can also not just uh, neglect him right, and not pay attention to the needs of the deity. Okay, I do bathing every day. Uh, others are. Uh, worshipping deities and they may not be bathing every day they may bathe once a week or uh, whatever they do that's fine Uh, one one must uh, uh, take the blessings of the spiritual master right if uh, if one works with such a adjusted uh, standard Mm. Uh, deity worship is about uh, Reciprocation, uh, the deity reciprocates, and it is really what are we investing on. One time I was uh, traveling, and I was in Spain, and in Madrid, and just then there was also uh, a devotee from India, uh, the vice president of the Delhi temple. And he was also traveling around the world, and he uh, he was also in Madrid for that time. And uh, they asked if uh, if we could do a Sunday feast program, uh, the two of us right together. Okay, so um, I was sort of kind of. Um, uh, since I was in the senior position, I kind of said, OK, let's do it this way. Right? And this devotee, um, who is the vice, who was the vice president of ISKCON Delhi, was actually a lawyer by profession. Right? So lawyers, they like to, uh, to argue. They like to debate. That is their natural tendency. So I arranged. Uh, I said, well, let's have a debate. You know, said let's have a debate on which deity is more beautiful, uh, Radha Shamasundar in Vindavan, or Radha Parthasarthy in Delhi. So he said, okay, and he was ready. So uh, I, uh, I said, well, of course, you know. Uh, Every devotee in this movement, right, will worship Vindavan. And naturally, every devotee in this movement will sooner or later come to the Krishna Balaram Mandir in Vindavan. And every devotee will uh, naturally get the darshan of, uh, of the deities in the temple. And therefore, when Radha Shamasundar manifested they manifested a very special form. Uh, they manifested the most beautiful form so that uh, that the devotees from all over the world could just uh, directly uh, connect with Krishna. Therefore, uh, Radhusham, yes, Radhusham are by far the most beautiful forms in the entire world. Mm. So then our lawyer from Delhi, it was his time to respond. And he said, well, you know, when Krishna leaves Vrindavan and he goes to Kurukshetra, he goes there to deliver all these, these warriors that came to uh, Kurukshetra." 640 million people are delivered. And therefore, he comes in a very merciful mood. Therefore, Radha Parthasarti is more beautiful than, uh, than, than Radha Shamasundar. And of course, I argued back. And I said, well, yes. And then after Radha Parthasarti has attracted all the people... And uh, to him then, they'll come to Vindavan and actually uh, come to the lotus feet of the form of, of Radha Shama Sundar. Um, because they are the special form which Krishna shows at home. So, therefore, they are the most beautiful forms. Anyway, we were arguing up and down who is the most beautiful form of uh, Of Krishna. So as the debate was getting more heated, uh, everyone enjoyed it. You know, everyone enjoyed really uh, watching it. But at the end, at the end, we had an out-of-court settlement. And the out-of-court settlement was the deity, the deity that you serve, that is the most beautiful deity. Mm. And that is a very important point, right? that... The deity that we serve, yes, the deity that we serve comes to life. The deity that we serve reveals himself. The deity that we serve becomes the deity of our heart. And that is is the essence. And then, yes, uh, different devotees are serving their deities in different ways. Yeah, so this is nice. I I am uh, thinking about that. Um, Srila Prabhupada also wrote in a letter to Kirtan and he said that if you decorate the be- the deity as beautiful as you can, then you will forget all about the beauty of the material world. So this is also... Uh, a principle um, when we are really trying to uh, to give Krishna the very best we have right within our means yes and and we really try and make it nice yes then it is uh, very very wonderful. Now I have different styles I have the simple puja I have the more elaborate puja depending on the circumstances right but, Something has to be there. I always bathe the Lord. I always make decorations with tilak. Right? Uh, that's the basic standard I developed, uh, and and which I'm maintaining. Yes. Now, it's not that I've promised that standard. Um, the standard is is flexible. I mean, I could also just minimize the whole puja to just bathing with water. You know? and offer some lassi manjaris or if I don't have offer some leaves or some flowers yeah. that I could also do a more uh, no need to put eyes stick, and, stick eyes and, and a mouth and all that is not required it can be still more simple um, but currently um, my lifestyle is also not so simple so I'm worshipping the lord according to my lifestyle so my lifestyle is not the lifestyle of raghunath does therefore i feel i should do a little more than raghunath does and so i'm doing um, but at the same time i also keep my uh, my material uh, simplicity alive that is the idea okay well so in this way uh, i wanted to share Uh, something with you about uh, deity worship and it's just a short talk today Uh, it's the second talk so uh, therefore i've put a lot of energy already into the first talk Um, so it's a somewhat shorter talk but uh, we will be back and uh, and see you again in days to come Thank you very much. Uh, Hare Krishna. Siddha Prabhupada. Ki